Shalom, shalom, shalom. This is Resilient One. So, I wanted to come on here to talk to you guys about something that's near and dear to my heart, which is, so, let me tell you, I have been doing my podcast um, to, you know, um, I would say just to understand and talk about narcissistic abuse I've been through. I do appreciate um, people who do come through and um, listen to my podcast. I do appreciate you guys. Um, Of course, with the content I do put out, definitely I have not been picked up by Spotify, even though I get a lot of views on my podcast. I have not been picked up, <laughs> unfortunately. So that's fine. Um, so I, if if anybody wants to support my podcast, I will appreciate it. So with that, I wanted to go into this. <laughs> I talk about what I go through, and I talk about what other people go through, and I talk about life experiences. So with that, um, I'm going to be absolutely authentic with my life experience right now. Um, So I was um, let's say I was trying to do the right thing in my marriage, right? Um, me and my husband, we met each other and we were going to a very popular, uh, Israelite church and we did the right thing. So, you know, I was thinking I was doing the right thing on his end. I can only speculate why he did what he did in marrying me, not just, you know, the whole sex is marriage, but we got we went down and we got the license and we got married. Um, and of course, and we didn't know each other. So uh, we, we only knew each other for about a month, two months before we got married. So, you know, what pers- happened afterwards is to be expected. Because at the end of the day, um, when you meet someone you don't know them like anything can they can bring anything to the table and i was honestly being authentic but there was a lot of stuff that came up (laughs) i don't blame um the school the camp we were going to because they try to warn him and you know he was from the time I even saw him from the time he saw me the second he saw me he was already planting thoughts into people's heads about who I am as a person it didn't help already that I had a bad reputation at the school I was going to because um respectively so the school is big on having healthy marriages and I respect that So I wasn't going about having a healthy relationship with nobody 
because I was talking to people um, behind leadership's back. Uh, and honestly, a lot of the men leadership there try to protect me from myself. So I don't blame the I don't blame the school for what happens, what's going, what I'm going through now. Um, that's just me being honest and open. So, uh, I made a huge mistake in my life. I remember one of the um, officers in my school, he told me I will have to learn how to forgive myself. And I kind of, you know, I cried a little bit because I saw what he was talking about. But now I really know what he's talking about. Uh, I will tell you guys that when the Most High ordains a man and there's discernment, even though a lot of, you know, a lot of us who are non-campers, not me, I'm not a non-camper, but, you know, some people who are non-campers, um, they don't understand that the Most High is working through everybody, all camps the Most High is working through. So when somebody warns you, believe them. That's all I got to say. Just believe them. And this is coming from somebody who didn't listen. Uh, so so um, I didn't listen. This is a warning to you guys. This is a warning to all you daughters as I am who get these men in your inbox who you think might like you, but they're talking to five different women. Are you, 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 you've been celibate so long that you just thought that this man knows precepts and he's putting in some work for the Lord that you think he's worthy of your body before he even commits himself to the Lord. Don't be a dumb, silly woman like me. This is a warning. This is also, some people will hear this and never believe what I say because the person I was married to plotted against me from the time he met me. Um, I just want to, one thing, um, I'm very private, even though I have this whole podcast and I've been doing it for a couple of years now. I never put my face out there. I never, I never, you know, I'm not big on, I hate exposing as people, you know, and I'm going to tell you right now, I might, I might do some scriptures. I might not. This is going to be, look, I hate exposing people. I'm not, I love. Look, I love every, I love every person I met.
Look, I love every person I met in my school. Um, <laughs> I want to say this like... <sighs> Go through my whole. I'm mad. I I I am very real. I don't go off a of script. Um, I'm I'm honestly sometimes always surprised about the views I get on my podcast. It's not where I want it to be, but I know I just keep going. Like this is like a journal to me. So, but anyway, I just want to say like, I love my brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm not a person who's big on exposing. I'm not a big person on big on. I'm not a person that's big on blaming. I always take accountability because my main goal is to honestly make it to the kingdom. I am a confused soul. I went through a lot of shit growing up. A lot. You know, I'm always trying to strive to be my best. I, 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 I'm always striving to be my best, but sometimes, you know, we get comfortable. And then when I get, for me personally, when I get comfortable, I typically lose focus on my, um, my purpose. We all have a purpose. Sometimes the most, most times the most high lets, lets us see our purpose, but we get distracted. In in this marriage, I got distracted. And like I said, my camp, they were the man. They're trying, you know, they're definitely trying to be blameless. They're following the laws. And me and my husband, we thought we were following the laws. But, you know, um, obviously, and you know what? You don't got to believe me because I'm in a situation now where uh, I'm not. I look like the bad guy, even though um, I try my best. Some people who got the discernment of the most high are going to see what I've been through. And um, I will say this again, women, get to know a man when the most high says, vet a person. Prove a friend. And Sirach, it talks about proving a friend. Prove a friend. Do never forsake your soul your spirit because understand who you tie your soul to when you get to marry will make and break you in the kingdom with the situation I'm going through right now I'm happy my husband discarded me and put me away but he did it in such a way that of course um I'm gonna uh I'm gonna look like I'm just trying to save my ass. And I understand that. That's all part of the manipulation part. So that's why I'm not gonna really defend myself. What I'm gonna do is just anybody who hears this podcast from this date below, you're gonna see everything on abuse and narcissistic. It was always about my husband. Um, I, I, I always have been documenting the things he's been doing to me. Um, just so anybody who comes and listens to it, you'll be able to hear from a firsthand experience what it's like to be with a psychopath. I was married to a psychopath. And it was absolutely terrifying. 
So I'm going to get into this now, you guys. Um, so from the time my husband peeped me, because I understand like he was one of, he was a customer of mine for my business. And then I text him my information to give me to, so he can send me some money for um, purchases. And then from that moment he met me, he made it seem as though he was telling the brothers at the camp I was going to. He made it seem as though I was stalking him and I was obsessed with him, which wasn't the case. Um, I have, he was able to get into my phone and he deleted all his side of his messages. So it just shows me text, you know, me texting and somebody who's smart, they can kind of like fill in like, okay, she wasn't really like pressing the dude. Cause I wasn't, he started the conversation. He started the, 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 the dialogue and first. And I, of course I dialogue back with him. Uh, I had a time where if common sense hit my mind, it would have told me, well, let me go tell sister over me or let me go tell my counselor of a thousand, like I'm being tempted. I didn't do that. So I went with it. And, um, of course, boom, things happened. But from that time he met me, he was telling, he was uh, basically playing everybody around our camp that I was stalking him and I wanted him and I was pursuing him. And unfortunately, um, by the time things were solidified, meaning we met, we met up behind leadership back and we had sex. Um, by the time that was solidified, he, unfortunately there was an officer that probably had mercy on him and your new brother and the truth and your older sister, you knew the laws. Why did you get with him? And ever since that little quote was sent to him, my husband played the victim all the time. But mind you, this is the thing. He was telling people she's stalking me. She wants me. No, probably why he was telling that we were talking on the phone, chilling, talking all night, all morning, just talking all the time. But he was telling the people in our camp that I was stalking him and pursuing him. And that wasn't the case. We, we, we were friends. We started off talking a lot all the time. So unfortunately, the brother, the soul officer who had mercy on his soul, um, who saw that he was, and, and that's true. My husband was a new brother. I was in the, I was there for a year. He was there for six months. I was there fairly new myself. So, um, and I, I honestly, to be real, I, I have a memory of a dementia patient sometimes, depending. So certain things I have to either write it down and really put it into my, my head to remember. So, um, when it came to certain things, like I was at a weak spot, I let him come over to my house and things happened. I wasn't 
thinking about the laws until I told somebody in a high, high uh, 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 I was telling them like in a hypothetically situation. And then that's when they told me like, hypothetically, once he has sex with you, that's your husband. And then guilt came in because his goal was to keep us having sex a secret from the whole school for a whole year until he was more induced into the program. And of course, I would have been cool with that, but even when we were just having, we were just getting to having sex and talking to each other, uh, he was still doing things where I didn't feel secure that he was going to be there for the next week. So, of course, insecurities came over. I, the guy was keeping, trying to keep me a secret. Guilt came over and I exposed myself to the sister over me. And um, by that time, they everybody knew. I mean, the right people knew and they called us in and they gave us the option to get married or to leave. And me and him, um, we went to, we went out and he had a soldier over him and the soldier gave him his options. And at that time we went out and he decided, well, we're going to get married. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm excited. Like I got this guy who I highly find lustfully attractive. Like I don't know him, but I find him attractive. The things I think I know about him, I like about him. And so I go and I do it. So thinking, okay, we're going to do the right thing. Fooling myself. Um, so we get married, we move in and man, Within February, I think that's the first time he, I don't even know what the argument was about. All I remember is that he got very angry and he choked me. And um, I was like, what the fuck? I'm stuck by this time. I gave up my whole living expenses. I gave up an income of almost close to 4500 a month to stay here with him to down to nothing basically because I have to start all over again move to city city cities over um the wages were lower with my experience I have under my belt so you know I basically I, I was stuck so by the time he touched me I was stuck so I was like fuck I gotta make this work so I tried to keep the laws but Here's the thing. Um, I'm probably going to be a part two. And I, I am going to. I am going to. Let you guys hear part two. And this is not me. Trying to make excuses. For my behavior. Because I take a full on accountability. Like I said. <laughs> every woman. Non. Camp. Yaya's. Y'all free Israelites. Please don't, man or woman, just be careful because not everybody who says they're Israel is Israel. Some people are here to pull you from God. You don't want to be pulled from God. Okay? I'm just telling you out of experience. So, um, you know, the first time he touched me and I'm going to tell you this right now. 
Hey guys, I'm a crier. I'm a hella, hella crier. So sorry. I always have to pause, but I'm going to tell you this. I fuck heavy. Heavy. With IUIC because... <laughs> you know... <laughs> Officer Benai. <laughs> Officer Yari. They tried to correct that man. He didn't listen. So many times they tried to correct him. And he didn't listen. And um it was like built it was like living in a uphill battle of me trying to be the submissive good wife, but trying to also be this wife to a man who hated me. He felt stuck. I will say this, um, my husband hit my inbox, he started the conversation, when that conversation started, I should have ended it, there should have been enough self-love on my end, I know I shouldn't be blaming myself, but I do believe my husband is a psychopath, yes, some people are always going to tease me about him, you know, people always know I'm big on narcissism, psychopath, but because you, when you grow up with it, you're traumatized and you try to like build relationships that are authentic without that, without, you know, you're, you're, I, for me, I want to, I always want to build relationships with people who don't have those characteristics that will damage you. So it's just, of course, obviously I met my husband because I still, even though I, I took that time to be in the school, um, I didn't heal myself. So because I didn't, when when I was at a low point because I was hearing, oh, my reputation is bad. And, you know, of course it was bad because I just, I didn't want to be alone. I had a hard time being alone. So there'd be times where I would talk to somebody outside of, you know, maybe one, two people I talked to and uh, I was honest about it. And the person who probably I was talking to was honest about it. And, you know, that was my problem, less was my issue. So I had a reputation of having heavy lust on me. And um, it, it got the best of me because I didn't fight when my husband was in my inbox. And um, so again, this is a precautionary tale for women or men who get into these situations. Respect the Bible, respect the most high, fear the most high. I am an example for you guys. I want to, it's not about exposing anybody, this is being an example because we are in the end times and a lot of times the devil is trying to pull us out of God's grace. The situation was very close. I still, I still believe in the most high. Even if my husband goes his whole life being peaceful and happy, I know the way he dealt with me and he, the fact that he's not going to make amends. He doesn't have a conscience. And I, I, I pray he gets that, you know. Um, I don't want to bash him. What I will say is this. Um, just listen to me, you guys. Don't be a silly woman, ladies. Don't be a silly woman. 
Nobody can feel bad for me. I ain't doing this if somebody feel bad for me either. I'm literally doing this because everybody's life has a purpose. If we believe in the Most High, all God God knows our hair on our heads. The Most High is in control of all things. With that, everybody' life has a purpose. It's in me to talk to you guys about my experiences in life and I've been talking about it for a long time um and this is experience in life this is a learning lesson but I just want everybody who is following the laws to really follow the laws do not forsake counsel don't forsake the man that the most high put on this earth don't forsake the most high's laws. Don't forsake the most high. Fear him. Once you fear the Lord, your life can become a little perfect. We're under oppression, but we're always going to be tried. I take this as a try. I, I, this is a lesson. Y'all, I'll be all right. I'm going to go through some times. I'm, I, I'm technically, until I find a place, I'll, however long I'm on this. Um... My reputation is all kinds of screwed up. I mean, this man recording me talk, you know, uh, when I'm just talking freely, just I'm a free thinker. I'm a free thinker. I think that's okay. Uh, but whatever he recorded, it really made me look bad and I was considered, I was considered unstable. Never told why. Just consider unstable and is told to study at home. And right then, things got worse for me because the narcissistic, I'm not even called narcissist, the psychopathic abuse started to get heavier for me. Again, whose fault to blame? That's my fault. Now, I would say, what I would say is whoever decided I was unstable and studied from home. I wish they would have told me why that decision was made because my husband never told me why that decision was made. I was just at home, like trying to figure out why I'm at home. I still to this day don't know. And I guarantee it. He's going to, you know, in the, in the future, he's going to use the church's decision of saying I'm unstable to, he's going to use it in the court. That's a given. He's here to destroy me. Right. Um, so, let's get to the future where I'm at right now. Where I'm at right now is uh, me and my husband, because he wanted to divorce me, uh, we were kicked out. But here's the thing. The whole year we were married, which was a very strong, my face looks very different. Like, I look at my face and... Sometimes I just be chilling, thinking about nothing, just standing around and people are like, are you okay? And I'm like, why? And because my face constantly looks like sorrow, it constantly looks like I'm about to cry. I constantly look like you can see my countenance on my face has changed into sorrow. Um, but where I am at right now is my husband. <laughs> 
Um, he used a lot of reactive abuse against me, which is uh, somebody screaming in your face, you ain't shit, you ain't nothing, hit me, bitch, you ain't shit, fuck you. And I'm sorry for my language, um, but I'm just trying to let you know what I hear on a daily basis. And when I finally do snap, here comes the phone recording. That's not what he sent. What he sent was me being a free thinker, talking freely. I wasn't, I didn't know I was being recorded. Now, let me tell you, I am an enemy, possibly, possibly, I'm assuming to this old school I went to because whatever he said was enough for me to be sent at home. Now, I wish whoever made that decision, I wish they would have talked to me and they would have figured out the rabbit hole goes deeper. But unfortunately, men like my husband, they usually judges, lawyers, police, clergy, bishops. They usually are very good at manipulating. Um, here, as a matter of fact, I want you guys to hear something. Um, this is this is the part of the manipulation. And again, like I said, uh, I just wish somebody would have hit me up because they would have known they were getting played. Now, hold up. Let me see. Okay, hold on. So, with this, um, when I was dealing with the psychopath, and I'm not trying to be mean, but he's a psychopath, uh, because most people don't try to ruin somebody's reputation and go through this whole, uh, go through this whole, uh, or go through what he just did just to get me out, like, what man would be okay with his wife not keeping the laws, statutes, and commandments? So what it was was that I had my own opinions outside of the camp I went to. I had my own. Sometimes I would say this. I definitely would think how the most high would think. But when it came down to science and when it came down to like Freemason stuff, when it came down to just living in Babylon, I never believed what they thought. I never believed what they told us in school. I always questioned things. I, I always, you guys can see, like I started this podcast probably three, four years ago before I was in this this camp I was in. But I always had a thought. I, I think I put conspiracy theorists, but I would say free thinker where I, I think. I always am big on thinking. The one thing that these powers that be want us to do is not to think. 
Now, of course, what he said probably wasn't even me being a free thinker. It probably had nothing to do with my personal belief systems outside of maybe an organization of what they feel is real. I always respected leadership. I I always felt like, you know, but he, for all I know, I might've, I don't know what he said to them to make me, make them judge me and say, I'm, a, I'm you know, I am unstable. I wish they would have told me. I remember I kept calling the people who were over me. Like I called a sister over me, like, what, why am I unstable? Like I never got an answer to this day. I don't know. It is what it is. You know, and we all, you know, there's always one thing. It's like the Bible says, we do do all things decently, decency and order. So for all I know, they might have explained why I was unstable to them for me to be at the school. But, and they might explain it to my husband. My husband never told me just to leave me in the dark or maybe they never explained it. Either way, it was a private conversation without my consent being sent to third parties to listen to. And to this day, my husband is sitting my, all my conversations, my video recordings that he does with me, he's sending it to third parties that will judge me and be his, his by proxy support. So in this, this recording that you saw, this was actually, um, when it comes down to Washington state law, I will hit you to game. In order for someone to record you, they, there has to be a crime being permitted. So when I recorded my husband, this was him admitting to the crime of recording me and sending it to the church that in turn take, took me kicked me out and told me to study at home, which again, my abuse became 10 times worse. Now, again, whatever he sent, whatever person received it, I don't know what happened in between the time because they were only talking, you know, because they have to follow the laws. These men can't come to me. They have to go through my husband. Now, for all I know, I'm giving this whole situation the benefit of the doubt. They might have actually decided, they might have told him why they told me. They might have, you know, they might, there might be some type of information. I, I hope that if my husband can show why the church kicked me out, because but mind you, this is now going to the court of law. <laughs> Cause he's messy, you know, instead of just like divorcing me, he made this stuff messy, um, just to get rid of me, to divorce me in a way where he can go back to IUIC without blame. You know, he, he needs to make me look like I'm absolutely insane. So, um, he was recording me without my consent. There was no crime being permitted. He was just recording me because you'll hear why. So let me go ahead and let you guys hear. But I recorded him because, again, he was admitting to why he recorded me and he sent it to a third party.
so anyway, so, um, look, so that recording was, sorry, it was all over the place because I honestly, this is just me just pre, so, um, that recording was him, I just replayed that recording just to show you guys that he would just sit there and I would be talking and he would record me and he sent it to the church. Nothing where, you know, he can't, he can't really send reactive abuse because he doesn't know on my end, I could have been recording what led to me acting and spazzing out. So he couldn't really send that to the church. What he decided to send was me in my free thoughts. Um, and he said something, whatever it was, and it made me look really bad. Might have been something, my own belief system. Again, I don't know what I got kicked out for when it came to IUIC. I, I don't really know what I got kicked out for. I, I try to figure it out. I try to ask uh, the sister over me, and I never was, I never got a response. Uh, I'm assuming the higher, higher ups, not the officers, but deacons, maybe even the bishop decided why I need to go. At the end of the day, me and my husband, we did what they call a backdoor. That shit, I would tell any woman in IUIC or outside of IUIC, get to know a man for a year to two years. If you see red flags, run. I don't blame the school for my situation. I am just a precautionary tale for any woman, any man who is dealing with somebody who is not for the laws. Because literally this situation could have been where I just developed a disdain for God because I'm going through hell with this. I'm telling you guys, I love my brothers and sisters in IUIC. I love the children. I appreciate, I wish I don't. <laughs> Look, I'm, I am me. I'm me. I talk. You guys see, I have a podcast. I obviously talk. I have a YouTube. I talk. I don't go on YouTube no more, but I talk. Even before the truth, I was, I had podcasts. I, I did shows with other people. I talk you know, and this person who I was with, they used my, even with the recording you guys see, I'm listening to myself I'm like, God dang, y'all see my name, Mary. Um, I am very, I could be overbearing. Like I was, he could tell probably I was recording him, you know, cause I was just talking and talking. I talk, but you gotta be careful when you talk <laughs> because People use it against you. And I talked. Uh, you know, I always quoted him when he was calling me evil and saying I was mean or I was just an unbeliever. I will always correct. I always quote him with Sirach uh, 2625. No. Sorry, that's the wrong one. Um, but hey, I was a shameless woman. 
Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was counting as dog. I, I hope to God, like I can repent. You know, David told me came up. I repented for my situation. Um, I, I'm not big on victim shaming myself. I, I, I don't do that. I don't victim shame. Uh, I take accountability for myself. I don't, well, the only thing I wish that was done differently is when whoever listened to that recording he sent and they said I was unstable. I wish they would have contacted me. I, one thing I will say, I wish that was different was, and I, I believe this, um, since I've been gone from this camp, the growth that they have had in the last, what, I was gone for three months. I see that they're going to continue to grow and grow and grow and become bigger. My only thing is there are men like my husband who might get, who might did their marriage correctly, but they're abusing their wives. I just pray that all churches, police, judges, prosecution, they learn abuse. Now, I will say that this camp, I was listening to one of the deacons on his Friday night raw, and I, sometimes I felt like this man was talking to me. There'd be times where I'd be listening to him and I'd be crying because I felt like he was like talking to me. Um, I'm being raw with you guys. I'm not no damn professional broadcaster <laughs> at all. I do appreciate all supporters that listen to me and, su and support my podcast. Um, but I will say this, like, I would listen to him and I just felt like sometimes he was talking to me and I just, I just pray that everybody who's in some type of leadership role, judge, lawyer, pastor, deacon, bishop, soldier, officer, regardless of what leadership, boss, manager, we learn about what antisocial personality is. We learn about narcissistic personality disorder. We learn about, we don't shame people who have depression and anxiety because that doesn't make a person heal, destroy. That's an interpersonal problem someone has within themselves. But when it comes to antisocial, narcissistic, uh, personality disorders, those things affect people around them. Sometimes the effect might be when you're around the person with the antisocial personality disorder, you might be happy all the time because they show you the good side of them. But then the person who's closest to them will see the darker side. So I just wish that people in power will learn these things. Some people know. Like, you know, a lot, of, I think a lot of the men in, in my church leadership, they, they do understand what abuse looks like, but then, and some cops do, like, I, I'm not going to lie with them, with dealing with my husband, calling the police on him, calling, you know, dealing with DV. A lot of people see through him, but usually a lot of judges, other people in the court system, the reason why they're able to side is because you know most times they they get they they do they do the they they do the horrible stuff first 
and then you're 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 now catching up to them trying to clear your name but now you're looking guilty because you didn't say nothing first now i'll say with my church they all they they all knew they you know i always always vocals about vocal about what i did or what he was doing let's not not even say what i did what he was doing in the marriage what i did was i always owned up to me messing up and messing up my own, my little bit of future so um <laughs> um, I'm gonna make this into a part two because this is getting longer, and I'm gonna make this into a part two so you guys can hear the full story. Or you guys can hear what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> 